Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I'm your host, Carol, and always thank you so much for being uh, for being on the mod, listening, taking your time out to listen to the Matter of the Heart, and check out the uh, website where you'll hear all of the podcasts www.thematteroftheheart.com The topic for the show, we're going to focus in on parents, teachers, and children during this uh, pandemic, the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And our guest is Kali Cristante, who has certainly much experience with this in her practice. She is from Canada. And she is a systemic uh, constellation facilitator. She's NLP practitioner specializing in trauma. So we welcome you so much to the show, Kali. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You are amazing. And um, you are a gift to the world right now to be able to listen to your interviews. You're an amazing interviewer. I mean really for people who take the time to listen to you there is much wealth of wisdom and information to be given from you and your guests so thank you carol oh thank you thank you Kelly. well you know sometimes we don't think of uh, you know children and parents and teachers and what they're going through so how about giving us some uh, some of your 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 insight Kelly, mm-hmm. in your practice well, I'll start with how it all sort of came for me, you know, and, and it takes many years to come to this place. But um, through all my trainings, I came to know that what my grandfather, who partially raised me, once said, and it was in his obituary, um, we must take care of the little people. And I never really understood that, um, mm-hmm. how his hands had, you know, taken care of me. But I never really understood how deep of a message that was until COVID. I am amazed at how many children are struggling and it's heartbreaking. And, you know, trauma, my clients, um, Mm. teachers and parents, Uh are desperate to move beyond this terror and isolation of this experience. And the impact of this trauma is reshaping. And a lot of people don't even understand this, but it's reshaping the brain and the body. And mm-hmm. the wounds are um, and unexpected triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a life of different things are coming up right now for parents and teachers. Anxiety, fear, shame, rage, you know, substance abuse, relationship difficulties. And then that all ripples down to the children. But there is good news, and that is not just in the work I do, but there's so many advances in neuroscience and attachment research and decades of clinical work that can offer, um, you know, this trauma to uh, for people not just to survive, but to thrive. And that's my focus is to awaken and rekindle is the answer to overcoming trauma, because with COVID right now, people, parents and teachers 
and children are, some of them are losing their, their spirit. They're losing their desire to even think about what the future might hold. And so it is very important to have some support system in place. I am just amazed at how many people reach out to me that wouldn't have before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's so much uh, I want to delve into. The emotions of the children, because they're such precious beings. Right. Um, and uh, they're innocent beings, and they certainly sometimes don't have their own protective walls like parents do, or adults do. So what emotions, and I always say children can dance with no occasion, but do they have this in them now, their spirit? I mean, um, are they? How, what is their response now when they see another child? Obviously, everybody's masks on, but how is it affecting them emotionally? Do they feel alienated from the world? Do, do, are they confused? They're very confused. Um, I just finished working, no names mentioned, but I just finished working with a, a parent who has a six-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. and um, the, both parents actually, and uh, there was the lockdown in Canada. And so schools, you know, in March were dismissed sent home children and then this specific uh, family they they you know they, they did their best with homeschooling then school started up again and back to school the little girl is so terrified that she absolutely will not even enter the school the mask scares her um, not being able to see the smiles of people she says they can't play out in the playground uh, they can't do their normal, regular dance or, you know, gymnastics and all these things. So it's these little people are very frustrated. They're overwhelmed. They're stressed. They're tired mm -hmm. and they can't understand it. And no matter how much a parent attempts to calm this and to bring mm -hmm. this to a consciousness for a six year old, it's it's very challenging. And for teachers, I mean, I just worked with a teacher, a kindergarten teacher, who is so over the top paranoid that she writes down on a piece of paper every time a child, and for the kindergarten children, it's not mandatory right now for masks, uh -huh. not for kindergarten, but she insists on it and she will not teach unless they wear it. And so she writes down every time they sneeze, she sends the note to the principal, she sends a note to the parents, it's over the top. So that, again, is rippling down to these little kindergarten children. And this is a teacher who normally is just like so jovial and amazing. The parents loved her, and I'm sure they still do, but it's affecting the children. It cannot not Mm -hmm. And 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 the teachers are, you know, there was a, a survey done um, at the end of March by Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. And uh, in the span of three days, 5,000 U.S. teachers responded to the survey. And they were asked to describe in their own words all three most frequent emotions they felt each day. And they were anxious, fearful, worried, overwhelmed, and sad. And anxiety by far was the most frequently mentioned emotion. Huh. Now, how can that not affect the classes that they're teaching? 
Oh, it's got to. Uh, uh, another thought that came to my mind relating to this, Carly, is how is it affecting the personality profile of that child, the kindergarten child, we'll say, uh, as they uh, mature into adulthood? It's got to do oh. some type of a dent in their personality profile. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, 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 is, it is a trauma. Mm -hmm. Because the mask over the face, not being able to, even if they're smiling, no one can see it. Right. They can see it in their their eyes, but even the twinkle in the eyes of a lot of children is going, you know, not in a bright place anymore. It's 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 lessening more and more, and and they're confused. Mm. They're very confused, right? So, mm. it's a ripple effect from you know parents and teachers, and and so it's not that this is about blaming teachers or parents. This is about how everyone is being affected and how trauma. This is about trauma because this mm -hmm. is very traumatizing right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So with this trauma, how are you working with, are you working with the, the child, the parent and the teacher? What is your interaction? Well, I always, depending on the age of the child, right. Uh, right I, I work with the, the parents and the teachers and because it is not my responsibility to take a child and 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 do trauma you know trauma work with them especially from zero till about 14 15 but the effect on the child will be felt through the work that the parents do and that the teacher does and i have some beautiful amazing um support tools that i am now have implemented into my work with regards to specifically for teachers and to bring it into the classroom and these these are um, what are called you know emotional well-being and creativity and learning tools so that the teachers have these so that the children upon entry into the rooms don't even have to say um, what they're feeling there's something called the thermometer um, mm -hmm. that teachers can hang up and the, the child as they go into the room can clip on to the thermometer every day what they're feeling whether they're feeling sad happy angry uh, frustrated they're beautiful tools and then the teacher knows the tone for the absolute day and then the teacher can work with that and the teacher is supported in that as well because then they have a contain. They can put a container, uh -huh. and they can they themselves can feel that they are in a container with, with their children, uh -huh. and and it's beautiful. So there's you know those there's, like I say the the thermometer, which hangs up, and then there's also um, a mobile where because right now it's all about exclusion, right? I mean, uh -huh. we're talking about wearing a mask, so children are feeling excluded not included and my work is all about having children feel included and so with the mobile when it hangs in a, a room and and even if parents can have this in their house there they can clip pictures on the mobile of um, family members ancestors uh, they can clip moments in their life when they, they were really happy or they can even clip little notes on and the mobile just you know turns around but it makes it feel very compartmentalized so that they feel they're in a safe container because they have their family with them or they you know or they have 
friends with them or whatever it might be that at this moment in time, their feeling is excluded. And that's the biggest thing that I'm finding in my work is that children, teachers, and even parents, they're feeling excluded. And so my program that I am starting to work with now is called Somewhere I Belong. Because what I'm finding, what I'm finding, yeah, what Mm -hmm. I'm finding is that people all need to feel Mm -hmm. that they belong. Mm -hmm. And if everybody felt they belonged, whether we have to wear a mask or not, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have so much to deal with in, in, in the next while. And we will if we don't do the things we need to do now for, for the little people. Mm. So as a result, uh, you're giving us such, uh, such insight that we, many of us have never heard of before. Um, it has to be affecting or, or certainly give me your insight, the insight or the creativity, mm-hmm. the creative flow of the child. And also you had mentioned the brain before. Right. And how is it affecting the brain? Is the child becoming less creative, less interested in drawing or dancing or singing and, yes. and more focused in on the cerebral? Absolutely. Uh, they are the, the right brain is shutting um, slowly, not, not saying down, but it, it, it is more um, controlled because of the fear. So with my work um the whole thing for me is i imagine you know continually that it's possible for every child and young person regardless race gender income to live their dreams this is huge for me and so that creativity is vital and for this to be possible i know that schools and teachers and families and communities need to have confidence and know how to support this and we you know need to keep that creative going because the if the creative shuts down, you know, there, there's what what doesn't come from creativity, right? Oh, definitely. No, I'm, I'm also an artist and writer, so I'm very Exactly, much- you are. And I've seen your photography and your beautiful works. And, you know, can you, you can't even begin to imagine if that wasn't yeah. there for you anymore, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, Correct. yeah, definitely. And, and so it's so important to keep that because the, the, the children are suffering and mm-hmm. their little minds are because of the fact that it's fear. Fear takes over. And, the, you know, you've done wonderful interviews with people who have talked about, you know, when the cortisol takes over right. in the body and, mm-hmm. and we're in fight or flight in, you know, if we're in our limbic chemistry system um, and we're running through the jungle, you know, fearing that spears are coming after us. It's pretty hard to take a nice picture of a flower. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard to sit down and say to Susie, please draw something that is so special for you, Susie. And mm-hmm. Susie looks at you like with terror, right? Because mm-hmm. she's in survival because mom has just, you know, mm-hmm. dropped her off. Mom's got a mask on. She's got a mask on. Mm-hmm. And mom's in a hurry to get back home to work because she can no longer go to her office. And mom is you know, scared and dad is scared because dad might lose his job. Mom might lose their job. They might lose their house. I mean, it's, this is trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very big trauma. Very big. Uh, circle. And, and, circle. and it is very real. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, give us some insight, more, some stories about your, uh, how you work with, uh, you know, in your program with children or parents. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, first of all, it's it's someone who reaches out, you know, to me, mm-hmm. and um, I do either online uh, sessions individually, or even it can be in a group. Okay. Right now, I'm working with um, different sets of teachers because mm-hmm. of not being, you know, social distancing, not being able to go into uh, the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have online for, you know, specifically created programs for teachers with regards to support them, supporting mm-hmm. systems for them. And um, then there's the individual sessions that I do with, you know, adults or like 15 years and up I, I would not work with, with with anyone younger because it really is coming from the parent and the, and the parent uh-huh. once, they, once they do the work the ripple effect down is is felt to the child so there you know there is the uh, community of online support that I have created um, mm-hmm. for educators and there's the tools for the classroom to support students' well-being, creativity and learning, and resources for their growth and development and and coaching and collaboration. Mm -hmm. And I offer, you know, breathing space that includes mindfulness and stilling exercises and facilitate, you know, systemic constellation exercises for them to gain insights into their own family and community system in order to entangle and better resource them. And then Mm -hmm. I can share in the classroom, like through Zoom, Mm-hmm. and online classroom tools and resources which you know with each other when working with with the children and when i say i'm working with the children that's when those tools would be involved like the the the, bar- the thermometer and and the mobile or little um, figurines that i have mm-hmm. and so it's about creating a place where you know the creative and joyful and mm-hmm. feeling energy and enthusiasm for supporting the next generation can be expressed into new emerging mm-hmm. educational movements. Yes. Now, with the uh, with the art and or the creative process through through art, uh, do you find certain colors can be more healing? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, the greens mm-hmm. are very prominent for healing. The blues um, are very powerful for the water element. Mm-hmm. And you know the red, which I love your your logo um, for your show. It, it's I love it. I love the design that you have. It's so. I look at that and I go, ah, oh, my heart just goes, oh, happy, happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, colors, yes, very much. Um, I find in when I do individual work, um, it's interesting if a person wears black mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, it usually is a good insight to that somebody in the family is missing, whether it's through death, uh, immediate family, or ancestral that hasn't been included. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, color is very, very, uh, very important. And 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 like I say, the greens, the blues, and the reds are are very, uh, very prominent mm-hmm. to reflect healing. Mm-hmm. And any type of music. Well, you know, the music, it, it depends on the, the, the group mm-hmm. and it depends on the age. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we all know how important classical music is, Mozart and others for um, left brain, right brain integration. Mm-hmm. And then it, it really does depend on uh, 
on the age and it depends on the circumstance for sure. Absolutely. Wow. Fascinating. I'm wondering now, because we're talking about the arts, how about sculpture? Anything with sculpture? Well, anything that gives um, a sense of touch, right? Right, exactly. So the tactile touch, the, the kinesthetic is very important, especially now, Carol, with regards to not being you know, not unless we're in our bubble, we're not to hug, um, et cetera, et cetera. So children, especially when they go to school now, um, here in Canada, you know, they, they're used to going out and, 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 you know, wrestling or hugging or sharing or touching each. I mean, kids are kids. This is how we learn as children touch. And, um, so very important if they can do, you know, if they can do, if they like taking pictures to, you know, definitely go for a walk with your children and, you know, get them to take some pictures or pick up some leaves or mm-hmm. pick up a rock and feel that or, you know, do a collage of, mm-hmm. of something in nature, maybe even go for a walk and hug a tree and, and feel the trees bark and, and maybe count the lines in, in the bark. I mean, there's just so many, so many ways that we can um, have children connect and especially, you know, with the, the touch and, and so they, they feel connected. Right. And if it's in a warm climate, you know, maybe walk on the grass barefoot a little bit, Uh just feel Uh the grass and pick Uh the grass up and smell it or flowers and to look at the petals and count the petals. There's just so many wonderful things that can be implemented during this time to make our home environment, our uh, classroom environments, just our, our, even our children's rooms happier so yeah. that when, right. when they go to, when they go to bed at night, um, they're in a happy place, a mm-hmm. happy place and that they have something to really look forward to, you know, in the morning mm-hmm. um, to make it inviting. Right. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when they go back home, to make it into a, uh, a happy, pleasant, pleasant a sanctuary. Possible. They the biggest thing that children, I'm finding right now, uh, right. need is is to feel safe mm-hmm. and secure. Mm-hmm. And so, however that can come about, whether it is through reading to them, um, you know, doing whatever it takes to to make them feel that uh mm-hmm. in that safe place right mm-hmm. so it's it's a matter of um comfort comfort absolutely it's hard for kids right now and mm-hmm. that's you know um under the circumstances it's best if we keep them at a place where they feel safe you know mm-hmm. uh, and and a, a really good routine is so mm-hmm. important right now and a sense because from that routine comes that sense of safety and security and even offering a little bit more playtime than we used to, you know, and time in nature for sure, you know, whatever that means for, for a parent. And I know it's hard, believe me, <laughs> I know it's hard for parents. They're so stretched right now mm-hmm. with concerns and overwhelm and, you know, just fears even from, because what this is doing is unbeknownst to a lot of people is this is bringing forth unconscious fears from our own family ancestors and so that is coming forward in us and we don't even realize it Mm -hmm. so because of that 
a lot of us are not acting from a place we normally would because it's actually we're carrying from our ancestors a lot of the traumas that went on in 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 the various um, things that happened way way back Mm -hmm. the wars and the pandemics and so that's re-triggering in us things that we don't even realize and and so it's coming up for review and we're going whoa this is new to us but yet I feel like I've been here before and I'm scared and you know all this stuff is happening and and um it's 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 very uncertain very uncertain right like uh, the experience of it but in a different setting Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because we do, epigenetically, we do Mm -hmm. carry, you know, we do carry our family with us. And there's a lot of great things about that, because a lot of things that our family ancestors have gone through, we now can claim as resources and be grateful that we have those because Mm -hmm. it will get us through this, because they already went through others, Mm -hmm. things that we now have those resources because of. So we're not alone. (laughs) we're not alone ever in our family we're just not it's just recognizing that we do have those resources and that there is strength to be had Mm -hmm. and that there is support Mm -hmm. and all all we have to do is reach out and and really just lean in and go you know I I know there's a lot of talk about self-care but I've come to a place Carol where I go self-care is wonderful but right now we need to have what I consider connection care connection yes definitely yes. connection care we right. need that connection care mm-hmm. not just self because as soon as we say self it's an isolation and yes it's important to take that epsom salt bath or go mm-hmm. for a walk or meditate or do yoga or drink water or eat whatever that's very important mm-hmm. but we also need to remember to have connection care definitely no question because that's what's going to get us through this definitely especially when people are alone oh for sure you know the, the elderly who are so alone. Right. I have a, a 95 year old aunt who I, you know, she's in a home where, you know, thank goodness she can still do a little of her own cooking, but you know, the lockdown, she hasn't seen her daughter or me or, or others since March. And we are, you know, we are attempting to do zoom with her and we are attempting to call her every couple of days just to, connect because that connection care is so important because there were days when this all went south that Mm -hmm. you know we were very concerned that she was just going to slip away and she's bounced back uh emotionally and psychologically but it takes work we have to work at it It, it's just not going to happen on its own Mm. well what i'm getting certainly i mean i'm getting a lot from you is that um a positive approach to this is so important and the connection uh, to uh, to another human being, absolutely. You know, and, absolutely. And going back to children, what you were saying, you know, children need to feel that connection. This, they're uh, they're used to yes. that. They're used to playing with other children in the courtyard. Absolutely. This is the time to not slip into um, a place where we ourselves um, mm-hmm. forget about you know, the little ones and the elderly. Mm-hmm. With, because when we, you know, we have two hands, right? One for giving and one for taking, receiving. Mm-hmm. And so even if we can't touch the person, we can touch the person by picking up the phone. We can touch our children by doing extra things with them. Like I say, going for walks or, you know, doing a bit more artwork or 
listening to music, maybe just dancing around the house a little bit with them, just get the kinesthetics involved. Mm -hmm. But for the elderly, if we can't see them, then pick up the phone or do a Zoom Definitely. or yeah. whatever. Or even if we can still write letters, what mm -hmm. a thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, no, that's great what you just said. Sure. Write a letter. What a, what, a, that. what a wonderful gift for a, a person to receive a letter mm -hmm. and maybe put some pictures in it of, of times past. Yes. You know, or put some pictures of new. If they haven't seen their grandchildren in a while, put a new picture in rather than sending it in a text or a, right. you know, just give them the, the, the ability to feel that. So when they pick up the, the letter and read it and they pick up a picture and look at it, they're touching it and they're going, oh, and they can put it close to their heart. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say uh, anything to touch the heart, you know? Exactly. Open it up, up, right? To open, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the matter of the heart and, and for you know the person to open up rather than to shut down you absolutely know. absolutely and this is all so important you hit it right on the head with this is it's about expanding right now it's not shrinking back mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if we shrink back none of us are going to make it any easier on anyone in especially on ourselves we can't we have to keep expanding mm -hmm. we just do it's mm -hmm. not the time to shrink back right it's the time to show show up and i keep saying to clients you have to keep up and you will be kept up mm -hmm. oh i like that well you again keep, keep up. up and and show up all of that but they need a support Absolutely. You know, otherwise, Absolutely. it's very difficult. Extreme. Oh, it is. And, 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 and I'm not making light of the fact that in any way, shape or form that this is not a challenging time because it really is. But we definitely, um, definitely can work through this if we not even reach out, but if we lean in mm -hmm. right? we, and, and just really recognize and go, oh, you know, and if we're tired, we're tired and, and we rest. If, if, if we need extra help, we ask for it. You know, right. no shame in that because mm -hmm. that's how we get stronger and that's how we can engage more is mm -hmm. if we actually reach out and lean in and say, hey, you know, I really do need some help and, and I can't carry the load by myself and I do need support. Mm -hmm. so. No, that's beautiful, Kali. Um, how about giving us a couple of uh, minutes of uh, more of your wisdom with this uh, very important issue, parents? teachers and children during mm -hmm. the pandemic mm -hmm. well with regards to all of them um, they mm -hmm. all need support you know in in different ways right so as i was saying before i've created um a circle mm -hmm. um, what i call a breathing space to, for for teachers specifically to enhance self-awareness and practice presence and learn about enhancing children's lives and supporting system tools um, because the teachers, they themselves, they really do need support right now. Uh, it, 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 it is so necessary. Mm -hmm. And um, so these systems can actually build resources and also honor the difficult circumstances of the teacher and the student mm -hmm. and how it is affecting the classroom system. And parents, too, you know, if they can in some way, shape or form incorporate maybe some of these tools or something from from what we're talking about tonight mm -hmm. um, you know to 
have it such that it becomes a ripple effect that they, because if they can themselves embrace this and then take this into their heart and into their mind and their bodies then the children can calm down as well sure so absolutely and and that's you know that's one of the challenges with trauma is is to get the whole body uh-huh. to calm down uh-huh. because we enter into that fight or flight you know i got to be running through the jungle because a spear's coming after me uh-huh. Uh-huh. so it's to take sort of the pedal you know ease off off the pedal on the on the gas and just go oh, you know maybe i do need to learn some meditation maybe i do mm-hmm. need to drink mm-hmm. more water maybe i do need to eat a little bit more regularly maybe i need to keep my blood sugar up maybe i need to take an epsom salt bath if i can't afford to go to a spa create one mm-hmm. put a candle on run a bath mm-hmm. ask you know your partner right if you don't have a partner you know when the children are in bed grab that 20 minutes mm-hmm. to to have a an bath and a, just a candle and just sink into the warmth of the caressing of of the warm water and the magnesium in the epsom salts right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there's all these different things mm-hmm. that can be incorporated but the biggest thing is to always always have some fun included def no question yeah um you know and to accept what's going on rather than to resist it you know the resistance is the worst thing right once we accept it then i think it could enhance the creativity our creative mind and our creative heart you know and um and maybe who knows maybe it'll open up another door that we never maybe never thought of before you know oh absolutely the the whole thing of the you know the reason we burn out right mm-hmm. is because of the fact that you know we can't no one can say they're not feeling kind of burnt out right now they everyone i talk to is is mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed and exhausted but instead of you know ignoring the very real obstacles and pressures that stand you know between us and and what's our well-being is is coming to a place of compassion and optimism right as well as what you mm-hmm. just said is to not go unconsciously resist 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 mm-hmm. because you know what this is this is real and this is not going away tomorrow right right mm-hmm. so we need to come to a place where we can transform it in an elegant way mm-hmm. by not fighting it and become empowered to create more than just positive change but to create compassionate change Mm -hmm. oh that's beautiful Kali thank you well that's beautiful thank you so much Kali Cristante thank you you are an amazing lady and I adore you (laughs) I'm so grateful to you and I'm so grateful to your audience so I really really hope that someone gets something out of our conversation tonight because I'm here and as my grandpa said we must take care of the little people Oh, that's beautiful. Yep, definitely. The precious, I call them precious old souls. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, precious old souls. Well, thank you again. And um, you've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. The guest has been Kali Cristante. And she certainly has given us a lot of insight, which we never have thought of before. Um, 
until the, uh, it's fascinating when you think of it, teachers, children, and parents. And sometimes we just don't think of that sector that's also being affected. And certainly it's very, very, from what she's telling us, intense for all concerned. So we really appreciate you, Kali. You've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. And I've been your host, Carol. And check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com, where all the podcasts are up. Thank you, everybody.